0: Just go to Indeed.com slash wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This is it.
1: We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's
0: going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.
1: The names behind the numbers. The stories behind the names. This is the Her Hoop Stats Podcast. With John Little,
2: going against the best players in the world every single day, it wasn't easy at all. And knowing that we wasn't winning games, like I haven't my whole four years at college. If we put all our records together, I haven't lost twenty games in college. But I lost wow. twenty games last season in wow. a bubble.
1: The biggest newsmakers, the best storytellers, the Her Hoop Stats podcast. Here's your host, John Little. Welcome into the Her Hoop Stats Podcast. I'm your host, John Little, and welcome in to another WNBA season. Happy 25th WNBA as we open up training camp on this Sunday. Great to have you with us, and uh, what better way to open up the WNBA season than talking to a WNBA player here on the Her Hoop Stats Podcast. We've got Jasmine Jones on the show today, former Louisville star, Last year, she stepped into a starting role with the New York Liberty in her first season and had a really nice year, averaging more than 10 points a game. She had to play some point guard, which was out of her comfort zone, but obviously, she's going to give it everything she's got. Uh, She's been working hard in the offseason, looking forward to her sophomore campaign in the WNBA, and we got to talk about a lot of different things, how the Wubble went last year how this season's obviously going to be a lot different her off season and how she spent it and you know she was uh, had a lot of interesting things going on including some work back in her hometown of Tallahassee so a lot to talk about with Jasmine Jones great conversation let's get right to it
2: no problem I'm excited to finally be here I know uh i a couple of days ago I was really super busy my schedule has been all over the place but finally glad that we're getting this done.
1: And tell us about this off season for you. Let's just start there. What is the state of Jasmine Jones as you head toward the uh season?
2: Um this off season for me has been an interesting one. Um like when the season ended last year, um I I was home for like a week and a half and then I went overseas to play in France at uh at, in the city called Tarbes. Um, really wasn't the greatest. My it wasn't the greatest first year overseas experience, and I ended up hurting my shoulder over there. And then came came back home like the week, the Tuesday before Thanksgiving. Um, so I was able to spend Thanksgiving and Christmas and New Year's with my family. Um, got my got, got my shoulder worked on. Came up to New York a couple of times. Um, and then just ever since then, after I've been fully cleared to do stuff again, um, just been working out every single day, enjoying time home with family and friends, um, just getting ready for this, for this second year. And then I had my uh, kids camp in Tallahassee in my home state and home city. Uh, there was a camp with, uh, middle school and elementary girls. Um, it was free to the public, you know, just. Just trying to make the city of Tallahassee basketball better, uh, where it, where it was in the past. Um, just trying to get those girls, uh, prepared to, to see like what their future can possibly hold. Um, I have my own AAU team out of like North Florida elite called Team Jazz. And so just, just doing that, I had five camps, um, before I came up here and just being able to be a, a role model and a positive influence on those young girls live. Uh, lives is just something that I that is just a humbling and, and blessed experience Um because once upon a time I was I was that little girl looking for role models and looking for somebody to model my game after and things of that nature so just to be in that position is just a, a great experience and then um came up here what last Thursday um been able to well when I got here I did a camp um as well like a clinic um, with the New York Liberty and then right after that had like individual workouts um some of my teammates got here on Sunday and and we started training camp this Sunday coming up on the 25th so really excited um going into my second year because this is my first like official training camp and so it's like it feel like I'm a rookie all over again but not in a sense uh, this is my second year so I'm just really excited and just build on the things that I've learned in my first year.
1: Absolutely. That's exactly what I wanted to get into. And uh, I will hear in a second, but before I forget about it, I I just want to point out, you know, you're not just sitting on your hands, you know, saying, oh, well, had an injury, got some time off, you know, I'm just going to take it easy before the season. I mean, you really have have dove into being a part of the community there in Tallahassee. You know, I I know you want to be a great influence, but was there any big driver of that for you? Or were there people uh, around you saying, hey, really, we, we need you to get involved? Or was that just always on your heart as you were coming up to say, you know, one day, you know, yeah, you know, kind of like when I make it, or one day when you know the name Jasmine Jones really means something, like it does right now. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna give back.
2: Um, it was a little bit of both actually. Uh, like I played for when I was in high school, I played for North Florida Elite, the AAU program out of Tallahassee. So, uh, and then like a couple years after that, like it, it dropped off. Um, and then talent wise in Tallahassee, talent wise went down, and so like just continue to talk with the people who run the program. Um, They're like my godparents. So like I'm really close with them. Um And so they reached out to me and they said they wanted to start it back up. And it, it was like, it'd be an honor if we have your name, like have a team under your name. And I was like, yeah, let's do it. Like I'm, I'm a hundred percent down for it. And so while I was in town, we got it up and running and just had the camps. And then that's, that's basically how that all went. So it was basically, it was A little bit of me and a little bit of them just coming together as a collective group and team and one to reach a common goal.
1: Well, that's really awesome. You know, as you are instructing and teaching, uh, what's the first thing that you start with when you're working with a young athlete uh, and trying to give them, um, you know, just that that base of knowledge to go off of so you can, you know, help them go to the next level? What's the what's that key pillar for you?
2: Um, I think the little things, like always talking, always cheering your teammates on, always communicating on the offense and de- defensive end. Like your communication on the court requires no talent at all. Um, it just requires effort. And if you want to put the effort in to be great, you're going to talk on and off the court. Um, and so we build up. That was the first thing, the first day of camp. I said, I need I need the energy in the room in the gym to be great that's what I told the kids and then like from day one I mean those kids were like clapping like yelling cheering like everything like diving when I say diving on the floor for loose balls like just every little aspect of the game doing the little things and then I told them like and then we went from that thing and then we went to defense and then I said told them like your your offense can come from your defense. If you play really good defense and you get out in passing lanes and you make you cause chaos uh for the other team offensively, your defense, your offense can become easy. So just taking it step by step and then um like working on passing, boxing out, rebounding and then we building building everything up week by week uh camp by camp and then we finally start going on over like offensive stuff. But in the midst of all that, like we would do some skills training too, as in like ball handling. Um, We would do conditioning, um, ladder ladder drills to uh, to help with their foot speed and things like that. So just we were just building it up, building it up camp by camp, and didn't want to put too much on them all in one camp. So we just you know wanted to build it up, and I think by the by the fifth camp that we had everything was coming together and you could tell that they the things that I was teaching them in the camp you can tell that they were going home and doing those things working out with their personal trainers or working out just in their driveway you could tell that they went home and worked on those things because you can tell if somebody's just waiting for that one day of the week went, oh we have we have Kim. We're just gonna wait on this one day and are not gonna do anything else for the rest of the week. Those kids wasn't doing that. They was putting in the extra work and you can tell week by week, camp by camp that they were getting better. And so that was my biggest thing. Just um getting them better and like I didn't I didn't want to charge anything for the camp. That was my biggest thing. Like I wanted to I wanted personally wanted to do this stuff and I wanted to do it for free because I feel like being from tallahassee florida i I wanted to give back to that community and wanted to do that all all along when i was when I was in college and I was talking about this, having my own a a u team having my own campus things like that so like this is something that I really wanted to do uh free of charge because this is like my passion for the game, like I want this game to continue to grow tremendously after I'm done playing like these, these next generation of girls going to come up. I want the game to keep growing and growing and growing. And so that's my passion for the
1: game. Oh, it's awesome. And I, I can tell that. And it sounds like your kids that came to the camp are really invested as well. And they're honoring the investment that you're making in them to do it for free. Uh, that is just awesome. And I know that's just going to keep growing. So, uh, you know, that, that takes you to New York now into your second year and, and let's let's talk about this. I I think you're exactly right that uh, you know just you've got nothing to compare it to the experience of um, a, a regular WNBA season. You haven't had one of those because you were in the bubble last year. First off, I can't wait to see um, how the the documentary on the bubble all comes out. We were all um, you know really uh, transfixed by everything that went on there. When you think back to that experience last summer. What sticks out to you when, when you just consider what you all went through just to make the season happen?
2: I mean, we had to have a a mindset of what what do we want to get done? What do we want to accomplish? Because we knew coming into it, it was going to be hard. We were going to be isolated from the world, from our friends, from our family. And so the only people we had to lean on was legit each other and speaking from just a New York perspective, like it was harder on us because in that whole bubble, we only won two games. So it was even harder and we had to be mentally strong. Like, and it was some days others had to lean on others. Others had to be strong for others. And as one, like we were, we were a tough, a tight knit group. And uh, like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to experience a bubble with no other with no other group because I knew at the end of the day, yeah, the the record didn't match, but we still went the war on the court for each other. We had each other's back. And like I said, it was just, the the bubble was a mentally challenging thing. And it's just one of those things where you wouldn't understand because you wasn't there type of thing. And like, you had to be there. And like some people stayed in hotels, like we were grant, we were, Granted, like we stayed at IMG Academy and they had like they had a hotel on campus. They had like lodges, housing and stuff like that. And so like other players stayed in the hotel. Like you got to pick and choose where you want to stay. Other players stayed in the hotel. And, you know, you're looking at the same four walls every single day. we looking at the same people every single day. So, yeah, that gets tough. And then how hard our season was, like you just thinking like, my rookie year, I had to experience a bubble situation and nobody else had to experience that. And so like, it, it was just tough. It was tough. But I know those 12 girls on that team had my back through it all. When, when some days it just, I, I wasn't there some days mentally, like everybody had their day to where like they, it was tough. It was challenging and but we all lifted each other up every single day. That's one thing that, that I loved about the bubble is we had each other to lean on. Like, and people had, people had friends on other teams too, as well. Um, but that, that New York Liberty group bubble season is like a ride or die team. Because when I needed something, I knew I could count on those 11 other girls.
1: I, I bet you could. And, you know, I just, some of the things I'm thinking about as we go through um, are just like mental health situations. And I think that, um, you know, uh, like Brittany Grinder was very public about, you know, her going through a mental health thing, uh, you know, and that's why she had to leave. I, I You know, I've i experienced mental health challenges in my life. I, I, that's kind of the thing that that sticks out to me is, you know, just the, the repetitive nature of those days, day after day. I, I mean, it can really wear on you after a while can it
2: yeah it, definitely um like I remember one day I had a complete uh mental breakdown and I'm not I'm not afraid to say it because like it was hard um just going against the best players in the world every single day and expecting quick results um it just it, it was it wasn't easy because I've learned so much on and off the court And how to prepare for the game and things like that. Like it wasn't, it wasn't easy at all. And knowing that we wasn't winning games, like I haven't my whole four years at college. If we put all our records together, I haven't lost 20 games in college, but I lost 20 games last season in a bubble. I didn't even think
1: about that. You're absolutely right. Wow.
2: Yeah. So like that whole thing, like. I'm not used to losing. So at the university of Louisville with Jeff walls, we're not used to losing like that. So that was just so new to me. And it was hard because I'm a competitor and everybody on that team was competitive. Like we wanted to win. So that whole just experience, it was just, it was just hard. Yeah, definitely.
1: Mm, incredible. Jasmine Jones is with us from the New York Liberty. Um, I, I know you're not blaming anybody for this, but uh, let's be honest. I mean, coming into last year, it, you were kind of overlooked as the you know rookie star of the Liberty. Everybody else was thinking, I don't know, somebody else might be the rookie star of the Liberty last year, might be the rookie star of the WNBA. Uh, but injuries happen, circumstances happen, and and you get to show your stuff at more than ten points uh, per game. How did you handle that uh, last year, just kind of being? thrust into a more uh, featured role, maybe earlier than, quote, experts thought you were going to be, just with the circumstances on the roster?
2: I mean, all, all my life I've been like considered, quote, unquote, an underdog, right? And I say that to say when I was coming into college, I thought I was going to be uh, a McDonald's All-American. I thought I was going to be a Jordan Brand All-American didn't make any one of them. And so that was a chip on my shoulder in college was I wasn't one of, I wasn't an all American. We get to college. I wasn't all, all my years. I wasn't, I wasn't ACC freshman of the year. I wasn't uh, ACC, like first team selection. I wasn't a a, a college basketball, all American, nothing like that. Until my senior year, I was first team offense and first team on defense because that's what I pride myself on on both sides of the floor and I worked so hard to get that. And then coming into into wanting to play professional basketball, like the draft, the mock drafts was like had me going second round, third round or not drafted. So like after my season, it being cut short due to COVID, I knew that if we had continued our season, my draft stock would have uh would have risen. But due to you know, the pandemic we're in, it didn't, it it didn't. So I knew going in, like wherever I'm picked, I know I got to go in and with a chip on my shoulder and show the world who I am. And I mean, like blessings in disguise. Um, Like I was got drafted to New York in the first round. Literally. I remember like, I will never forget this day. I'm sitting here watching the draft and my name was being called. And I wasn't even like looking at the TV because I wasn't expecting it, you know, um, and so that just happened out of nowhere and it was like a dream come true and to go first round. Um, so and then we get to the rookie season in the bubble, like it's like you have nothing to prove, but everything to prove like you would, I wasn't even supposed to be here. I wasn't even supposed to be drafted or drafted in the first round. So I just I literally everywhere I go, I just go in with a chip on my shoulder with something to prove every single night that one, this is the hardest league to be in, first of all. It's 12 teams, 12 spots, and anything can happen any given year. So just knowing that my job is on the line every time I step on the court, I just go in with a mindset that play every play like it's your last practice, every practice like it's your last practice, because you never know what can happen, right? And so I was able to have a, a good a good rookie year, um, was was all rookie team um so that was like a big blessing but I know that I could be better I know that I can be more consistent than I was last year this year coming up and just me growing my confidence um this year would be a big thing as well so I'm just honestly just excited looking forward to year two
1: Uh, what do you think you need to improve on the most heading into year two or what has been that focus as you've gone through your off season and, and tried to hone up on those skills.
2: Being a shot maker and not a shot taker. (laughs) I mean, you have a lot of people who can take a lot of shots, but can you make a lot of shots? So basically, like I said, my consistency on both ends on the floor, I know I can be uh, cause chaos on the defensive end. So just, being a nuisance defensively and offensively, having consistent numbers, putting up consistent numbers and shooting the ball way better than I did last year. I know last year a lot of almost every team went under screens on me. So this year if they go on the screens on, on me again this year I'm I'm going to make them pay. So that was my whole focus in my offseason training with my trainers just making teams pay when they try to limit you to something. Like a lot of teams this year kept me going left, uh, kept me from going right to go left because they felt like the left side was my re- weaker hand. So just being more confident going left, being more consistent in my decision-making while going left and my passing and everything like that. Like I had to play point guard last year. I haven't played point guard since I was probably like in in high school. So and And in college, I didn't play point guard. So stepping into that new world, and new mindset in the WNBA required watching a lot of film, too, as well. So I watched a lot of film in the off season as well.
1: I really appreciate you opening up on that. Was it tough to stay away, especially last year? It seemed like, man, there, there were just so many injuries. And it wasn't just Sabrina. It was, uh, you know, Kennedy Carter down in Atlanta. You know, she got off to such a great start. And she, you know, rolled her ankle, too. I mean, it was uh, – do you feel like uh, – w- was there talk around the Wubble that – Man, this is this schedule, or for whatever reason, this is just a lot more injuries are happening. Or do you think it was just kind of a a fluky thing that it felt like there were um, so many in season injuries last year, whereas the previous year we were talking about stars not being there because of injury?
2: Yeah, I mean, definitely. I mean, this last year could have went completely different uh, if Sabrina was playing, or it could not have. But granted, we 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 wouldn't know, but because she, she got hit with with the injury, which sucks. Um, like everybody else, like people were just getting injured left and right, leaving the bubble left and right with, with with something. So it would it really sucked. Um, because you have to deal with the injury, you have to deal with being inside of a bubble, not being able to lean on your family or your friends. You just because you can't go anywhere because you're inside of a bubble. So that that really sucks. So just. Like you can see it today in the NBA, like people getting hit with injuries. You got uh, LeBron, AD just came back from his injury. Trey Young just had an injury the other night. Donovan, Jamal Murray. So it it just sucks to see the great ones get hurt because you—that's who you want to see every single night on the TV. So like this year, I'm just praying every single day for a healthy and safe season just for everybody because you don't want the stars out. The stars, watching the stars is what makes it. Fun. You want to see everybody, every team to their fullest capacity for no excuses as well. So you want the league to be fully healthy to see what's going to happen this year.
1: So Tell us about just your mindset uh, uh, going into uh, the season in that it's just a completely different setup. Uh, I love hearing your mentality that you're going out there and fighting for a spot, you know, even among your own team, you know, you're going to give it everything you got in practice. Uh, but as far as just trying to learn the ropes of what it's like to play in the WNBA during an actual, um, you know, season where you're based out of your you know, home city rather than the Wubble, where do you anticipate the main differences are going to be
2: it's going to be a it's going to be a lot of differences i mean one the biggest difference is travel for sure because in the bubble we played a game practice game we we didn't have to go anywhere we was all right there in in one area but now you have probably game practice practice game and then you have to fly to another city and so that's that's going to that's something that's going to be something new And that like I asked one of my former teammates just the other day, I'm like, how do you pack for these long road trips? Like, I don't even know which bag to pack for road trips. And I already know, like, I'm a heavy packer anyway. So that's that's going to be tough. But like I was talking to my teammates the other day and I was like, for us, uh, quote unquote, year two players who only have one year under their belt but that year was just a bubble year. We don't know what to expect going into a real training camp coming up this Sunday. Like the rookies don't know what to expect. The year, the player players that got one year under their belt belt, don't know what to expect. So like, we're all going into a a real training camp this Sunday, blindsided. We don't know what to expect, but we know what we can all bring. Like me personally, I know I'm going to bring energy and effort every single day. Um, That's uh, you having like, It's just that you should know every single day what you're going to give and what you're going to bring to a team. And and that's what I'm going to bring to my team every single day. It's just energy and effort because I know for a fact, like, I want to be here. I want to continue to grow. I want to continue to learn. I'm definitely going to go in there with an open mindset. If they need me to play point guard again this year, I'm down for it. It's just me expanding my game and looking at it as I can play more than one position and I can't be just limited to one position. But I'm just, I'm just really excited just to learn um, from my from my vets this year. We got like a, a lot of new additions to the team this year, so I'm just excited to learn and see what this season holds. Uh,
1: Natasha Howard, one of those vets coming in, and uh, just obviously known as a um, stopper on the uh, defensive end or a dynamic defensive player. What do you like about playing with uh, players that have that same passion for their the defensive end of the floor that you have?
2: I love it. Um, I mean everybody know the old saying defense when defense when games, you know. I mean, in order for you to win the game, you have to stop the other team from scoring. Um, so defense is, is where it's at for me. And if you play if like I said earlier, if you play good defense, your offense will come easily. It'll lead to easy transition buckets if you're making uh if you're ha- making chaos on the defensive end. And so just to have players uh added to this team that that loves defense just as much as I do is just uh, even like it's a bonus. It's a plus for us in knowing that we're going to be a good defensive team this year. Cause like you said, Tosh was a defensive player of the of the year two years ago. So it's just going to be great. I mean, we have a lot of length, a lot of versatility too on the, on the roster, just the training camp roster itself. There's a lot of versatility, people can play and guard different positions. So it's going to be really, really interesting.
1: It certainly is, as your team uh, gets ready to, to fire it up this season. It is great to know you on a more personal level, uh, to hear your passion for the game in this way, in this long-form setting. I just really appreciate you setting aside some time for us, for the fans. Jasmine, I wish you the best this year.
2: Thank you. I really appreciate it
1: that's Jasmine Jones from the New York Liberty good luck to her in the Liberty as they start their season coming up in the next couple weeks and uh, starting training camp actually today along with the w- other WNBA teams stay tuned for more coverage here on the her hoop stats podcast if you like this interview make sure to subscribe make sure to leave a rating and a review it just helps other people find the show of course it really does help us and um, we are ever so grateful and it's not just me I Obviously, it's our Unplugged podcast. It's our Courtside podcast. I mean, we've got a bunch of people that do a great job with this feed, so please give them the proper love. Here on the Her Hoop Stats podcast, our announcer is Susie Solis. Our executive producer is Aaron Barzillai, and our music by Jared Deck, jareddeckmusic.com. I'm your host, John Little, reminding you, at the Her Hoop Stats podcast, we're unlocking better insight about the women's game. Her Hoop Stats.